I'm Donica Contour, and this is Naptime Devotionals, episode 74, I Have Remembered My Covenant, studying Exodus chapters 1 through 6. Welcome to Naptime Devotionals, a come-follow-me study for busy moms. I'm your host, Donica Contour. I'm a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I'm a wife. I'm a mom. I'm a daughter of God, just trying to get home, and I hope that something I say here today will help you on your journey home, too. Just going to go for it. I was sitting here and I was just about to start. Oh, hey, and now it's stopping for now. Um, our dishwasher, dishwasher, washing machine, the one for clothes is right above our bedroom. There's, um, if you look on the YouTube video, I'm showing you right now, there's <laughs> the drain is literally right next to me. Um, so, <laughs> so you may or may not hear water throughout this and you may or may not hear kids giggling because I have four of them. And um, dad's home because it's Saturday and so everybody's awake. We're not doing this during nap time. Okay, um, so first things first. Oh, yep, there it goes again. Um, highly, highly, highly recommend watching the Don't Miss This video for these chapters because they talk about the women in these chapters and in the of this in these chapters of scripture. Holy moly. They talk about the women in these chapters and like the way that they talk about it's just so beautiful. I didn't want to just reiterate everything that they said um, because they already said it. I don't need to say it again, but super beautiful. Highly recommend you go listen. Don't miss this. You can catch them on YouTube. They have a podcast like you can listen to them many much places. Okay, so um, first I wanted to talk about Exodus 3.5. I just think this is... <laughs> I just wanted to mention it as something that I feel is a little bit funny. I grew up in Hawaii where you do not wear your shoes into other people's houses. Everybody takes your shoe. You take your shoes off at the door. So you walk around other people's houses either barefoot or in socks. And I know on the mainland people are like, oh, that's so gross. Um, but in Hawaii we have red dirt. We have red dirt. It stains everything. It turns everything red. And so it's actually super rude to walk outside in the red dirt, um, at, which is everywhere, and then walk around somebody's house and track that dirt all around their house. And so that's why you take your shoes off at the door and you walk around their house in with your feet. Um, so I just think this scripture is really funny. Um, Exodus chapter 3 verse 5, because God appears to Moses in this burning bush and is like, Moses, and Moses is like, here am I, or I am here, here I am, something along those lines. And go. And God goes, hey, take your shoes off. <laughs> this is a holy place. Get your shoes off. I just, it makes me laugh. I love it. Okay, so same chapter, um, verses 13 through 15. I wanted to mention this because I have been listening to Lord of the Rings. I've been, I just finished Two Towers, ooh, probably yesterday, I think. And in the Two Towers, I don't know if you've ever seen the movies or not, but they're the Ents, which are basically these giant trees that are alive. They're, they're like people, but they're trees. Okay. Tree people. Um, and they're called the Ents and they have their own, they speak in like the common tongue, right? For the sake of the movies, it's in English, right? Or whatever movie, whatever language you watch the movie in. Um, but for the sake of the movies, it's in English. And, um, but then they have Entish, which is like the language that they speak among the trees, right? Among, among the Ents. And in Entish, it takes a long time to say anything. And so I think it's beautiful that they talk about, um, Treebeard talks about how his name in Entish, and this is true for all of the trees, 
is a compilation of their life experiences and that Marion Pippin will be added into his name because they've become part of his life experiences. They become an important part of his life experiences, even though they're just this little blip in terms of how long this guy's been alive. Because um, he, he calls Gandalf, who's like super duper old, young master Gandalf, right? Because he's young compared to the super old tree. Um, and I just love this idea of like folding names into our name into folding life experiences into our names. And I like that the way God introduces himself to Moses is through relations that he would know, right? Through these life experiences. Oh, my three-year-old just joined us. We'll see how this goes <clears throat> through these life experiences. Um, and I like the idea. I don't, I'm not saying that this is true, um, but we can see in the Old Testament, right? God says, I am the God of Jacob. I am the God of Isaac. I, that's the same guy. I'm the God of Isaac. I'm the God of Abraham. I am the God, right, of Noah. And he introduces himself through his prophets as like this, all of these guys, I am their God. I am, I'm him. I'm the guy, right? And he introduces himself through these relationships that he had um, with his other prophets. And I love this idea that God folds our interactions with him. Uh, with us, right? His interactions with us into his name as we take upon us the name of Christ. And how can we fold Christ's name, right? How do we fold our interactions with Christ into our name? This idea of taking the name upon us in like a very literal sense. I just thought that was beautiful. Okay. So then um, this is kind of the meat and potatoes thing that I really want to talk about. So in chapter 4, verses 1 through 11, and in chapter 6, verses... Hey, leave Dad's stuff alone, please. Hands off. Um, chapter 6, verses <laughs> 29 through 30. Um, we have Moses so full of doubt in these verses. Um, he, we have an interesting... Sorry. We have an interesting perspective as being gazillions of years later, reading these, knowing Moses's whole story. We know the whole story of Moses. We know that, um, first of all, he meets God via burning bush. That's super cool. Um, we know the plagues. We know the healing staff with the serpents, right? We have Passover. We have splitting the Red Sea. There's so many amazing miracles that Moses does through the power of God. And yet in these verses... He is so full of doubt. And even as you read those, which we'll talk about some of that stuff next week, um, as we read through those miracles, there's still this level of doubt. And, yep, I need you, hey, I need you to be quiet, please, buddy. If you're going to be in here, you need to be quiet. Um, in these verses, he sounds more like Laman and Lemuel being scared and wondering how can God's power possibly match Laban's 50 men. He's got 50 men. He can slay 50 men by the like the snap of his finger. Like how is God's power greater than that? Because they don't understand the fullness of God's power. And here's Moses in that same, he kind of has that same feel. Um, not as sassy. <laughs> I don't think, I think it's more just straight up doubt than like rebellion, which I think Laman and Lemuel had more rebellion than just doubt. Um, and I'm, I'm not saying this to criticize Moses. I'm saying this kind of to praise him almost. I love that he, that they recorded his doubt. Whoever, um, Exodus writing, whoever, I don't, I don't think Exodus was the actual guy's name. I think that's like 
the Exodus, it refers to the children of Israel leaving, how they left. Um, like, it's an Exodus, right? It's leaving. Anyway, at least I think. I'm not sure if the chicken came before the egg here. Anyway, um, so whoever it was that was writing this down, I love that they included Moses's um, doubts because I think that it's so important to recognize. I think sometimes we get into our heads that we have to have perfect faith in order to be obedient. We have to 100% trust Heavenly Father in order to be obedient. We have to like, oh yeah, he's cool. It's all going to be fine. It's all going to be great. You want me to do what now? Sure, I'll go do it because I. this is all going to work out fine. We don't have to have 100% faith. We can have doubt in there and be obedient. We can do both. And I think Moses is a great example of this, right? He has his doubts and is obedient to Heavenly Father. He has his doubts. He expresses his doubts and Heavenly Father repeatedly is like, I got you. Like, this is what I want you to do. And Moses is like, okay, I don't think this is going to work. I have many, many reservations about this, but let's, you asked me to do it. So I'm, I'm going to do it right? Over and over and over again. And I think that that's something that's so powerful in his story that we don't have to have perfect faith to have obedience, to be obedient, and that God will bless us for our obedience. And we see this again um, in chapter 5, verses 22 and 23. Moses comes back and is like, um, Heavenly Father, I did what you told me to do, and it made things significantly worse, right? And to the point where he goes back to the children of Israel, tells them what to do, and they're like, bro, last time we listened to you, we ended up having to go gather our own straw, and we're still getting beaten and have to make just as many bricks as we did before. Like, um, no, that sounds like a bad plan, right? And I think that it's so important to know. I think sometimes we have it in our heads that if I'm listening to Heavenly Father, if I'm righteous, if I'm following all the commandments, life will get easier. Life will be easier. And in the long run, I think there is a level of truth in that. Um, but immediately, I think it's also really important to recognize many times our obedience will actually make things worse. Not make things, but things will get worse. Sometimes much, much, much worse before they get better. Um, and it's important to rest assured that God is a perfect God. And if we keep our part in our covenants, he will keep his, right? He is bound by being a perfect God. And so whenever life is feeling particularly worse, <laughs> just remember, if you are keeping your covenants, God will keep his side of the bargain every single time. Um, and I'm going to leave you with that. So I will talk to you next week. <laughs>